What's up, everybody, and welcome to the last Swolecast before the regular season starts. Feels pretty good to say that, or I guess there there might be another Swolecast before the regular season. I don't know when the next Swolecast will be, but I think this is the last Swolecast before the season starts. So, good start, uh, Pete. How you doing over there? Good start, Pete. Yep, he's hey. on mute. I put myself in a little mute timeout there for being a couple <laughs> minutes late, uh, but now I'm able to fire off my takes. Doing great today, yep. guys. I'm not uh, outdoors with the umbrella, so uh, feeling good. Can we see the uh, barn door? The oh. sliding door? Yeah, it's going to be kind of hard to... I'll, I'll send you a photo. Um, okay, perfect. I'm still working on the soundproofing element. Um, you know, barn doors, some cracks in there, so we're working. it's a work in progress. Yeah, Barn door is like um, that's that's a trendy thing. That's it does feel pretty Nashvilleian uh, to yeah. me. I feel like everyone in Nashville has barn doors. Definitely, and people do it instead of like curtains, even. And I mean, barn doors are the it's it's definitely a, a Nashvilleian type thing, uh, Chip and Joanna type thing. You got some shiplap you're gonna do over there, Pete? Some what? Shiplap. Dude. Kitchen, Kitchen being a, uh, I don't know the name of that show, but Kitchen being a fan of those two people, I wish I've I could never watched. Like, I've never watched the show. There's no in my way life. that's true. There's no I promise. way that's true. It's just like a known fixer, thing. Fixer, fixer uppers. Kitchen's okay, I didn't totally even get gone to uh, Mongolia before. Yeah, no doubt. What's Mango- Is it Magnolia? <laughs> right. Is it, Mang- it? Mangolia? <laughs> Kitchen, you seem to know a lot about it, buddy. Magnolia. Uh, okay, well. Here's the thing. I've never seen the show before, but my wife, she has said that she wants to go to wherever this place is in Texas because Yes, it's... Magnolia. That is okay. the place. All right. It's in well, Waco. Then you seem you seem to know a lot about it too. Well, we so. we went down there. Um Oh, so you've been there. <laughs> no, my wife wanted to go to one of the restaurants. We were just driving through down to San Antonio. My wife All wanted right. to go to one of the restaurants. It was like a Tuesday late morning. And it was like an hour and a half away. So we're like, now nah, we're good. You're such a wife guy, Tuttle. Yeah. Tuttle, dude, Tuttle, Tuttle is actually a wife guy, though. Tuttle is a wife guy. No, like, that's real. Thank you, dude. Like, he, he texts his wife, even though they're in the same house. Like, they yeah. text just to, like, commute. Like, oh, Tuttle's a wife no, guy, dude. No, see, Davis, what you're describing is just, like... A, Communication? Just a, yeah, a good... <laughs> like, just normal... Uh, guys, I'm in my office. Spouse. I don't want to be bothered. I got fantasy football trades to propose. I don't need to be texting. Hey, correct me if I'm wrong, but wife guy means that not only do you do it, but you let everybody else know that you do it as well. So. That is, that's accurate. Okay. Wait, so you have to talk uh, about sex a lot? No. No, that's Tuttle. the thing. That's not even a part of being a wife guy. Okay. Tuttle, you got to sign up for Davis's uh, How to Be a Wife Guy course. <laughs> is it at Davis Matt? Can I find it at davismatic.com? Yeah, it's, can, uh, it's part which of his is branding also, strategy. Which is also takecast.com. You can check it out there. <clears throat> cool. All right. <laughs> uh, speaking of Davis, we <laughs> I want to thank Davis for um, basically complicating my life earlier this week. Uh, Davis, thank How'd you. I do that? Couldn't you have ended that sentence before this week? <laughs> yeah, probably just complicating <laughs> my life in general. <laughs> we have said on this show, Davis has said, on the show, live on the show, 
I am going, I need to fill out my work log. Like I thought it was like a bit. I thought it was uh, a bit and not legit. And it wasn't because I get a message. I get a message on Monday and it was, Hey, Davis says you're his supervisor. And I'm like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. <laughs> should I, should part- I, have, should I just have sent it to Tuttle? Should I be like, Tuttle's my supervisor? <laughs> no, like part of the deal part of the, uh, the F I R G deal was that I was not going to be Davis's supervisor anymore. That's Dan. That's, that's DB. Um, but the other part is that she was like, we've got, we've got <laughs> invoices from Q2 and Q3 unfilled. It was, it was like, not, I told you it was not a bit. I legit forgot to <laughs> fill my invoice out all year. So not only that, not only that, it's, we had to have our whole like supervisor channel. We had to have a whole meeting about this on how to, <laughs> how to prevent like this one off from happening again. This is legit too. You should be laughing this hard, David. Yeah, so, oh God. So people are like, how can we stop this? And like, so people are like, well, maybe the managers can take an additional step that more than what we already do. And ensure that everybody under them can can be working. Um, and my thing was, let's just not pay. <laughs> let's just not pay these guys. Please. But I guess that's against the law. Wait, Davis, so. do you not get the monthly email reminders? I don't. I got removed from. I got removed from the list okay. this yeah. for for whatever reason. I'm not on the monthly <laughs> reminder list. Let me let me tell but you, here, the, the full time employees are terrible at, at filling out the spreadsheet too. So this isn't just yeah. a Davis thing. Well, no, it is a Davis thing because like it. <laughs> It has to do with him getting paid. Um, so it's not like a distribution of like where you where you work, but like you know, Pete said it best. Like this is just a weird millennial thing. Pete, you're saying because like it was it has nothing to do like it's like a it's like a new level of lazy. Even lazy people normally find ways to get paid, you know, like that's the one <laughs> no. thing that trumps laziness <laughs> is just getting those dollars and your bank account and Davis is just like, nah. Yeah, this is a Davis it's, is too rich. It's literally a five-second thing to do. So I wouldn't say just say thank you. Are you paying for all those best ball drafts if you're not collecting these swole cash checks? (laughs) You know, things are not uh, uncomfortable over at Casa (laughs) Daymatic. He says as he stretches out at his uh, big mansion over there. Um, And then later later today in our Slack chat, we'll get a whole rant about how he's poured a maki (laughs) supa. relatively poor relative (laughs) compared to Wiggins. I am poor. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, most people are. I, uh, speaking of, of Davis and, and Casa Dematic, I want to just mention this tweet from, um, yesterday morning, investing in Rojo in March and April has been about as profitable as going long the S and P 500 in March and April. Pretty pretty good correlation because everything is dying this morning as well. Not only not only did Rojo's not only did Rojo die, but the S and P five hundred is dying this morning as well. Nah. So whenever hey, Arian said Rojo is be... his guy, though, and I believe oh. him. I believe him. <laughs> Pete, what was your reaction when you saw the Rojo to uh, to the the? Bus He's got to be more pissed than I am. It was, I was so angry because it was a double whammy of getting kicked in the dick, having drafted Ronald Jones on a bunch of teams, and then all of the Leonard Fournette 
truthers getting like one of the top two possible landing spots for Fournette. Just the ultimate suck out there and then them re-victory lapping. It was a brutal day. Okay, this yeah. this was obvious though, right? Like when everybody jumped on Twitter and took the Fournette got cut victory laps, like this was inevitable. This was going to no, happen. It was inevitable he was going to sign. I didn't think it was inevitable he'd go to the Chiefs. Oh, the no, just be, it was like a karma for all the all the victory laps that he it was Yeah, no, was it was like Chiefs, out. Chiefs or Patriots or right. Washington. But yeah, I, I didn't see the whole bucket. And they already signed McCoy. They yeah. drafted a third and, round and, running back. And they, they have said, by the way, they said they're not cutting McCoy. So these are the Buccaneers options. <laughs> they keep five running backs, four of whom do not play special teams. Uh, they cut their third round pick, which is an awful look because he was on the COVID list, right? So it's basically just being like, look, dude, sorry, uh, COVID cut your career short, even though it's not really your fault. Or they can cut their special teams captain, which is Dare, uh, or they just lied about not cutting McCoy. Or, or I guess they can cut Rojo, which I, I think would actually be the most hilarious outcome at this point. <laughs> uh, there's, we, we cannot believe Arians. There's no way they can keep McCoy. He has no role on this team. There's, there's no room for McCoy. He's just paying him a little lip service. And uh, once things cool over in two or three days, they'll kind of show him the door. I mean, yeah. And then it opens we already had Fournette being cut. Like this news like we haven't even been on since Fournette was cut. Like that in itself is like a was a huge thing. And it was great because you know, there was a few like Fournette truthers out there, but the majority of people were against Fournette this season. And so See, that's not true. For a guy to have a third round average draft position, you cannot take the position that everyone hated Leonard Fournette. It's just I'm not talking true. about the experts though. Yeah, everyone on DFS Twitter. No, well, uh, this this to Davis's point, this was a dynamic that happened. So Silva was leading the anti-Fournette yes. thing. And we all know Silva casts a long shadow over how people are interpreting players. So Silva was beating it down. The high-stakes grinders were drafting Leonard Fournette in the third round, just all summer, like, without fail. So, like, the then the DFS guys were like, oh, everyone taking a victory lap. It's like, no, the guys who were putting their money where their mouth is were drafting Leonard Fournette in with premium picks. And they're, they were fighting back against everyone victory lapping when, no, that's actually where he was going. So it was um, – <laughs> Fantasy Mansion was the only expert I saw that was, like, actively <laughs> – Actively touting Fournette in the third. Uh, other, other than that, Brad, Brad Evans, Brad Evans from uh, FadeTheNoise.com, also a big yeah. Leonard Fournette guy. Nobody's better at plugging other sites than Davis on this show. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I will say the uh, I thought the uh, the victory lap was warranted. I thought it was fine. I thought the original Silva <laughs> Levitan victory lap was fine. And, and they deserve uh, – they got dunked on, and then they got to deserve to, to come back and, and re-dunk with the, uh, with the landing spot. But this, this story isn't over yet. It's not the thing over. is, he's still not going to pay off a third-round tag probably. Totally. After, I, got, uh, I got bullied into projecting him way higher than I wanted to by all the angry people on Twitter. I, I gave him like 50% of the backfield in Tampa Bay, which seems way too high to me, but I'm like too scared to project him lower than that right now. I will say my original tweet that Davis disagreed with, I think was pretty spot on that if you were thumping the the short Fournette bandwagon, then you basically just wanted him 
in a log jam in, in Jacksonville as opposed to cut because it just opened up the back door for a, a better situation. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think that he could have seen way more volume if he stayed in Jacksonville. But I guess it just all has to do with if, you know, do we trust Arians that Rojo's still going to start out the season and they're going to work Fournette in, or do they just come right out of the gate and Fournette is the bell cow? That's uh, that's what I don't know. And and I would also like to say, like, congrats to, to Silva. After being bumped uh, on the Swolecast for, for Pete, he had, you know, the rough Rex Burkhead the thing from a few years ago he deserved this he deserved this he was uh he was due for a hot take coming to fruition so congrats to him do you think we can get him on the show this year he's he's tough to get on shows man you think he's like you think he's better he uh i say he's tough to get on shows i did do a show with him about less than 12 hours last night um he uh I got to show you guys this clip. Uh, so we were doing a, we were going to do a draft. I had told him it was an 18 round, one of these slim drafts that go really fast. I accidentally registered us for a 28 round draft. <laughs> and when I told him that his face went blank and he didn't smile or say anything for just three full minutes until I gave him permission to leave whenever he wanted to. So I probably shouldn't be the one to ask him to come on the swole cast, but uh, <laughs> might need to be one of you guys. All right. Um I'll do it. I'll there's do no it. there's no I've, chance. I have fed I have fed him uh chocolate cake before with with my fork, my own chocolate cake. All right. Let's let's get on to other news and notes. Um Tyrod Taylor in Harditz has been kind of banging this drum for a little bit. I've been kind of half in, half out. If he's there, great. If not, don't worry about it. But do you think that he's not just going to be the week one starter, but the starter for the whole entire season, Davis? No, I don't think that because at some point the Chargers will be eliminated from playoff contention. And it's just what we see happen with rookie quarterbacks every year is the, the starter plays uh, until the team just loses a bunch, right? And if the Chargers are two and seven, it's going to be Justin Herbert's season. Yeah. Even if he does, how productive is he going to be? Herbert or, or Tyrod? Tyrod. <sighs> I think I mean, the thing that's so I interesting mean... about... Okay, Kitchen, go ahead, bud. No, you go ahead, Davis. Well, just like the the stuff that we know is that running quarterbacks really just do not throw to running backs all that often. So that Austin Eckler, Tyrod Taylor dynamic, I'm very curious to see what happens. I mean, I really like Eckler as a guy I draft a lot. So I, because you know, I'm, uh, it's actually, it's actually low T that causes me to draft Eckler because I'm too scared to go without those running backs in the first two rounds. So I'm, I'm very uh, interested to see how they progress there. Pete. Yeah, I, I might have some biases here based on how I've been drafting these guys in best ball, because I've convinced myself that Tua will be the starter in the playoff weeks. And I've been drafting Tua as my third mm-hmm. quarterback in a lot of drafts. However, I've also been drafting Tyrod as my third quarterback in a lot of drafts, working under the assumption that Herbert will be a red shirt. So uh, I definitely agree with Davis. I could be, I could be wrong on that if they get out of playoff contention, but all the reports make it seem like Herbert's not even close to playing. Yeah, I agree with that take for sure. 
so <clears throat> the other part of this is just drafting guys. Uh, obviously, Haskins was going to be the starter, but officially in the start yesterday. I feel like I've messed up big time in all the best ball drafts I've done by not taking QB3. And the reason I say that is because you can get QB3 and the underdog and drafting, like you can get them in like in the 17th and 18th rounds, where at least they're going to give you something, some sort of chance. And instead, uh, I've been drafting these wide receiver threes <laughs> that I thought might have like a chance, like for these stacks. And now yesterday we got the news that Muhammad Sanu is cut. So all those Patriots stacks that I had him there, I mean, just a waste of a pick. Why are you taking Muhammad Sanu over Andy (laughs) Isabella? Like, like just break down, break down the soccer day philosophy on Muhammad Sanu over Andy Isabella. It's, it's it's a stack thing. It's a GPP thing. Like, (laughs) I don't want to get into next level game theory with you. What did, what did Davis call it last week? Oh man, this optionality. Is yeah, that's it's an option. Pete's, it's about that's optionality. Pete's word. The uh, I think Kitchen. I think actually the issue you were probably running into is it's hard to get a third quarterback when you used an eighth round pick on Keyshawn Vaughn. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was definitely uh, an issue. But also this Van Jefferson news. I, I finally got my first like share of Van Jefferson um, as this was right before the news came out that he might be the wide receiver three Davis. How do you feel about that? Well, it's tough because uh, Van Jefferson is about as slow as a tight end. So I actually think he really is going to impact Gerald Everett, which is a guy that I've been targeting in a lot of backdoor golf stacks. So that's not great. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's where the Josh Reynolds, um, I mean, it it does, it, it does seem like he beat out Josh Reynolds, you know, more, more power to him. Seems like a lot of people um, are, are profiting off of taking Van Jefferson in like the fourth round of their rookie draft. So good for them. All right. So Pete, should people be targeting QB three going forward? Well, my kind of rule of thumb is if I get uh, a Dak or Kyler or Watson, I'll probably just grab two, try to get a, an early tier and a mid tier. If I miss out on that, I'm almost always grabbing three um, because Derek Carr, Tyrod, and Tua are all so cheap, and they all have the three best uh, playoff schedules. The Raiders have three home dome games against bad defenses in the fantasy playoffs, so I, I like grabbing Carr as a third QB as well. Wow, FF Pete C with the playoff <laughs> schedule analysis, man. Peter, Peter, he doesn't want to go public with this, but dude, he is a grinder. Uh, Pete has oh been yeah. grinding. He's dude. a big time grinder. I actually yeah. looked up the um, the Patriots schedule for the first time, first time this season yesterday, just so I could get my uh, Sanu game stack tweet off. Like that's the only reason why I I looked off is for kitchen uh, kitchen being in on Muhammad Sanu. It it just that's really poetic. Like that's really good. It wasn't just Sanu. Like. It wasn't just Sanu. It was I. Did, I never drafted Sanu if I did not draft Cam. The problem is I've got a whole lot of Cam, uh, which hopefully won't be a problem. But I'm just as I'm just feeling really blessed that my highest investment player this year uh, did not have Lashawn McCoy signed to completely ruin their value. Like literally, like six months of best ball drafts for me went down the drain five days before the season started last year, and that hasn't happened to me. And like I can't even tell you. The, the just the insane relief I feel that that has not happened to me. 
Dave, see how do you screenshots. feel about the the guys that are most synonymous with your brand are obviously the Titans, your, your guys, yeah. Keyshawn Vaughn and Mohamed Sanu. Those are kind of no, your guys. No, I brought Sanu to light. Like I'm bringing that to light myself. I could have I could have let that uh, die in the dark, but I I want to publicly say people like you know, it's like the Instagram thing. People want to see the real. They just don't want to see all my great picks. Obviously, when the the Millie a couple of weeks ago, like I I need to also get out the wrong picks too. It's not just the screenshot the big wins. You also oh, screenshot have to... the Sanu and, and Keyshawn Vaughn teams. That's what I want to see. <laughs> I probably do. I probably do have. Yeah, some I, post, some. I post pretty much all my teams except for ones where I get auto picked. Davis, Davis is doing which, the t- drafters. pick everybody, draft everything, oh gosh, the, post every team the, so that it covers all bases. If I could just have more $5.50 drafters uh, screenshots from Davis, my life would be <laughs> I'm so close to being done with my deposit bonus, dude. So close. Uh, every like, stack, too. Just every stack possible. Oh, and, and him, Davis putting it out there, it's great. It, it reminds me. Of like uh, people playing on like some of these rando DFS sites, and- like the fantasy up <laughs> screenshots. Oh god! <laughs> yeah, like people like having no clue what the pricing or anything else is there. But uh, well, let me tell not- you this: the drafters drafts are about one hundred and seventy five percent easier than the underdog drafts. I mean, those underdog drafts are unbelievably tough. They are, yeah. but I, I still think DK is softer than even drafters. Oh. Yeah, because it takes, I still, and this is tilting because you cannot like uh, do any sort of desktop stuff. It has to be done on the app. And I'm not an app guy. I can't make a bunch of teams. The only way I make multiple teams, this is a a plug uh, to Derek, our, our app guy, is lineup HQ because like that is legit way to make a bunch of like DFS teams. But as far as like, Anything else that requires any sort of work on the app, I would just rather use the desktop. Yeah, I mean, when I look at kind of how the mobile offerings and kind of just the overall aesthetics yeah. and user interfaces, yeah. like if I were to invest yeah. in what I would investor? probably, I probably would pick underdog just yeah. <laughs> based on kind of what they've done. <laughs> hey, by the way, Dave, if, you're, uh, if you want to bail your old buddy Dan Wahoo out and uh, restart yeah. fantasyup.com, yeah, you can buy the domain for fifteen grand. Oh well, and Wahoo, bro. What's what's Dan Wahoo up to these days? Catch. I don't know. We got we got way more stuff to talk about than, uh, than Wahoo. <laughs> Good friend, Dan. Uh, I, I like going. Tracing. I like this, going very inside baseball. I don't even show, know this to guy. be honest. Oh, yeah, exactly. oh, buddy. He played on his own no, site. Stop, he stop, stop. We got to move on. Stop. <laughs> stop. This is and this is a part to Pete's point. Uh, before that, my segue got blocked. Was that like? I will eventually have some sort of rankings in the app and then like just four or five big pieces of news breaks. And I'm like, Oh, I have, I can't go back and like reshuffle everything. So it's, it's tough. It's tough to do, which leads me to the, the contract tracing that we're doing. We've got Camara. We've got Joe Mixon, the Joe Mixon saga. We got Dalvin cook. Um, obviously we have guys that have their contracts, the top three running backs, um, as far as Zeke and C-Mac and Derrick Henry, like they've got their, they've got their payday basically. So where are you now on these contracts for these first round guys, Davis? Can I just ask a quick question? Was contract tracing like a, a coronavirus pun or did you mean to say contract tracking? 
No, tracing. Okay. All right. Just making sure that was it's I said, see he was so excited did, about it in our Slack chat. Yeah. In the chat, if you would have uh, paid attention, I said that's just a next level pun. Like I completely missed this. I missed this. Okay. But yeah, and if someone I want to get it out there in case someone else uses it and I could be like, Well, I had it first. I I, I think this is gonna catch on almost as much as your alpha RB. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I did a couple of days ago a uh, first round. I had the tenth the tenth pick and I got Camara and then Mixon coming back. Um where do you where are you drafting Camara and Mixon, if at all, Davis? Well, Mixon just got his contract. Yeah, so, right, yeah. Yeah. So But does I that mean think- he's first round for you though? Yeah. I'm actually doing a, a main event tonight. And we are picking at 10 and we have all decided that we are taking Mixon at 10 if he is there. Uh, but I, Who's this team, Davis? This is our, this is our daily Roto subs crew. We have, we have 4,000 in the account from last year. Cause we won our league. This is the one so where you crowdsource all the picks, right? Yeah. This is the <laughs> oh one. God. Yeah. And we, we won our individual league last year. So we just rolled it over into two entries into the main event this year and uh picking at 10 let me tell you it's uh it's a clusterfuck <laughs> it's not great it's really that. the worst i can and i did that. well davis we we're gonna have to dock your pay we can, we have to pay you but <laughs> we can't dock it as we far as like you. yeah we gotta find you for for that so um Good thing we've got uh, Griffin, the new Swolecats guy, to bleep that out. Uh, as far as the, like, Mixon and Sanders, because you were really high on Sanders. Like, first-round guy, he's my guy, that sort of thing. Do you have Mixon above Sanders? Um, no, I still I still prefer Sanders. The thing is, the thing is, though, if you look at ADP over the last week, you actually can get Sanders at the first couple picks of the second round. Every once in a while, it really, I mean, it really depends on your draft. For example, tonight I am drafting with the Rotoviz boys at 12, Dave Cabin and, uh, and Mike Beers. So they're going to start wide receiver, wide receiver. So we feel pretty confident in being able to get uh, a tight end or a running back that we feel decent about coming uh, on the way back. So we, we would probably go mix in ahead of Sanders in Pete. this case. He, I, I'm not touching Mixon. Um, I haven't drafted really him at all. No. Uh, people, I, I don't think Mixon is going to catch a ton of passes like everyone just assumes. Uh, All right. What about, what about Kamara? Kamara is a tricky one for me. If Michael Thomas is on the board, I'm still taking Michael Thomas over him, but I will take Kamara if he slides and, um, I'll take him before, uh, Devonte Adams sometimes. Okay. Do we have any so- clarification on the Miles Sanders entry or is it still? He's been doing shadow work. They Shout said he, you know, he was week to week, and then they changed it to day to day. So that seemed relatively promising. I would like to say uh, just shout outs, you guys, because ever since we had our conversation last week, I've taken a bunch of Boston Scott. That's the so, boy. Who go. who um, was the kitchen arguing for over Boston Scott? Pollard or Madison? It was Madison? Yeah, Madison is Madison is the fake value there for sure. Yeah. I love Pollard. I mean, Pollard is... is, is yeah, but Mad- Madison is the fake value. Pollard, my highest drafted guy. Second highest? Keyshawn, Keyshawn, Keyshawn Vaughn. Vaughn. Let's see. <laughs> like, let's see even though I haven't drafted, drafted him, 
I haven't oh drafted God. Keyshawn in probably the last, I don't know, however long. I got him in almost every single draft where he is still my second highest guy in the it, Pete, it, what's your what's your Visca thing. percentage? Yeah, uh, Kirk is my highest, then Visca. And, but Dave, Keyshawn Vaughn's in my top five too, but they're just all in the 13th round. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I keep on drafting him as he drops, like thinking this is going to be just insane value. Yeah. You got a dollar co- cost average out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the news from uh, from yesterday just kind of sealed the deal. It's like, oh, okay, maybe maybe stuff uh, maybe stuff will happen. Uh, Pete, I want to ask you though, just since we're clarifying things, since we're admitting stuff that we we're wrong about, uh oh, the the Derrick Henry stuff. Do you do you regret that at all right now? Regret what? Like not calling him one of like the alpha RBs, the guy that you oh. want to draft. Well, last last night on a, on a stream with Silva, unlike Davis, who just caves and takes Derrick Henry, I looked him in the eye. Actually, he was off stream. He wasn't there yet. And I took Michael Thomas over Derrick Henry. So, Well, here's no. here's the thing. I didn't. I was not in the draft room when Silva was advocating for the big dog, so I literally couldn't. Uh, Davis, even, you, weren't, uh, you weren't changing that opinion. Well, if Rich had been, because Rich and I were both team no Henry, but we were the more agreeable drafters, unfortunately. It, wait, was, wait, wait. I think I listened to this. Actually, I think I listened to your podcast this morning with that draft. There was no dissent from you, if I recall. No, we, uh, me and Rich wanted Sanders. But Davis caved like a sack no. of potatoes. Yeah, it was. There was like no <laughs> dissent about it. The, in Davis's like, defense, right, Henry. when Silva came back to our draft last night and saw that I had taken Michael Thomas over Derrick Henry, he was visibly pissed, like very pissed off. Um Things were really uh, kind of touch and go there for through about 10 rounds, and then he loosened up. Um, I mean, you don't have any sort of, like, regrets about not having any Derrick Henry shares. No. But okay. it, it's, it's less about Derrick Henry, and it's just that entire cohort. I am not going to clutch my rosary beads and take leap of faith that these guys are going to catch passes miraculously yeah. after having never done it. <clears throat> Okay. I don't have those rosary beads by me, Dave. All right. Well, uh, legit or bit, it's time to uh, to play legit or bit. And we've already talked about some of the legit or bit players. But I want to start with a, a clip that someone sent us. And it's a guy basically going before the Nebraska-Lincoln uh, City Council it's a guy to that rename like boneless... <laughs> yeah. uh, to rename boneless chicken wings because because they're not like uh, chicken wings do you think did y'all see this clip no no okay well um josh mcatee sent it to us and he wants to know legit or bit so legit or bit people are upset that we call them boneless wings when they're not wings and should they be changed davis really can't bring myself to care. I'm sorry. This is stupid. Okay. <laughs> it's really dumb, Kitchen. Like this what? is the this is like a, a BuzzFeed like click generator. What I mean it's it's kind of our thing. It's our thing, legit or bit. No, our thing is talking about things that happened in DFS six years ago that only we remember. Tell me about this got- Wahoo guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good story. It's, it's honestly it's good. good. It's way more entertaining than Kitchen talking about a viral video from 36 hours ago. <laughs> like, much better. <laughs> so, Dan Wahoo. 
He's basically this is this is screw no Davis but just tell it Davis just tell it okay Hitchin is doing like the Philip Rivers gif on the sideline where he's like yeah just like you can't you can't like just say just an answer instead uh, Davis did you come with like Green Bay tight ends as something as like a uh, a note for the show yeah Robert Tanya baby te one season we've already covered that that is dumb right there and I skipped it. What about when Robert Tanyan finishes tight end 11? Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, let's go to, let's just skip that segment. Um, we'll, we'll go to legit or bit for these backup running backs in Jacksonville. Legit or bit, you want to take either Armstead or Divine Zigbo before, let's just say the 13th round, Davis. Uh, no, I don't. I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave these guys for someone else. Cause I, I think Thompson is the guy who scores the most PPR points and James Robinson actually seems like the guy to me that, uh, would have the most three down ability. James Robinson is this year's Darwin Thompson. Mm, no, he doesn't. No. Well, Darwin Thompson was like, going in the seventh forward. round of high stakes. Drafts People being like kitchen. next People being like next level, like thinking something's got you. You can't make fetch happen. Peter, legit or bit? Uh, it's a uh, it's a total bit. I don't. I've seen like someone draft a Zigbo in the sixteenth or seventeenth. I don't mind that at all. But I I've seen Armstead go Armstead in the seventh. In the or eighth seventh. Round. It's that's yeah. absurd. Total. <laughs> I mean, we drafted Armstead on our five dollar winning team against these guys. Oh, do you have that team? That. Do you have no? That team? But it's. I mean, it's awesome. Um, it, it was awesome. You had to add the 13th round caveat, which is, which is right. Yeah. If you, if you draft him before or earlier than that, you're, you're, okay. you're a bit. Well, what about legit or bit drafting any Patriots running back is a just extreme dangerous thing to do in drafts right now. It's they're Davis. all cheap now. No, well, legit. Dave, they're all, is they're Harris all cheap. Tr- Harris is not cheap. Also, did you uh, hear the news about Harris? He's doubtful for week one now. His hand. Yeah. yeah. So he's got that, Davis. He's got Davis. He's got, he's, he's got a brace on his hand, bro. <laughs> so basically, James White's just going to be the guy that, like, nobody yeah. drafts that's going to smash. Yeah. yeah. But I don't like Lamar Miller, Rex Burkhead, and what? Sony Michelle? Like, good luck figuring out who's going to get it of those three. Yeah. These Cam James White Sanu stacks I have are just gonna go. No, I, I mean it's gotta have Cam James White and then either Harry or Edelman. I've got so much Patriots. I don't know about Nikhil Harry though. It's like whatever you want to believe, just choose the the tout that either likes him or doesn't like him this season, and they're gonna give you a different practice report. It's what always, are boots in the ground? I've, I've been grinding. I've been grinding the Patriots practice reports pretty hard, to be honest. To me, the it, the funny thing about like the blowback on guys like that is uh, it's already baked into his ADP. You know, like he's going in the thirteenth, fourteenth round. So I don't get like if he was going in the eighth and people wanted to have like these strong takes, but it's like no, everyone's drafting accordingly. That there's a lot of risk there, but I think he's one of the last kind of viable upside wide receivers an underdog if you're not hammering wide receiver early all right what about josh gordon legit or bit drafting him bit in at all bit yeah at all 
You you, he, you wouldn't throw a, a an 18th round uh, best ball flyer on him. Do you remember when Russ, all the teams Russ, were Russ only last year because of Josh Gordon? All the early drafted teams that didn't have Gordon. No, I yeah. agree with you, Davis. It would be a Russ only team because I've I've looked for Dorsett there back uh, before all of this because uh, it's hard to get that second guy with Russ because you're rarely getting DK Lockett and him. And then it just depends if you like Disley or not. I would say it goes back to our also our two QB or three QB thing because he would be the last receiver for me, even if I didn't have a Russell team. So like if I didn't take three QBs, he would be like replacing the Josh Reynolds or Van Jefferson of of those like those guys. Does he have upside though? Even we we saw he's got like a game in him, a game or two in him, like. Yeah, so I he could Mike just Clay go off. Out. I, I saw Clay tweet tweet out his stats from last season: thirty nine percent of snaps, forty five percent of routes, seven percent of targets, which is two per game, twelve percent of air yards. To Tuttle's point, he probably is like a a weird uh, handcuff play on Metcalf. Like if Metcalf were to get injured, then Gordon could probably have some juice. There you go. All right, <clears throat> let's move on to. Um, the hashtag swole goals. This is where we have goals that we have for guys that we have a lot of interest in, or maybe even goals bet like negative goals, since this is a gathering of negativity. Uh, by the way, Davis, shout out to you for just hating on the cold takes exposed, but yet just going and dancing on Jacob Rickroad's grave about the Leonard Fournette stuff. Well, he's stupid and he deserves it. the best part is that you were completely serious with that uh old takes exposed guy about a gathering of negativity he came he came (laughs) on the podcast we hashed it out and then you go and just dance on graves of people that drafted guys that you you don't like well you know one of the reasons davis cold takes exposed for last season what was it (laughs) I can't even. Oh, it was um. It it. I remember what it was. It was when Mahomes was a rookie, and the Chiefs had just come off the best deep passing year since PFF started recording it. And I said, if you know for sure that Mahomes is is better at this, then you're like, then you're lying. Oh yeah, Mahomes versus Alex. Davis got so offended, and <laughs> then he turns that and. Just dances on graves. What a gathering negativity. All right. Uh, back to the swole goals. You can make it negative if you want, Davis. I know it's your thing. Um, but the first swole goal that we have is goals that you have for players for this season. So, Pete, I'll let you start out. I have a goal for LaVisca Chenault to yeah. finish the season as a top 24 wide receiver in PPR formats. And I think it's an attainable goal and I think he's going to do it. What is ADP right now? We're like around 150 or so. It sounds about right. Yeah. He's been going late 12. He, uh, he jumps around every day, basically. You like, if he goes before the 12th, you know that someone like they've, they've been listening to, uh, to some of the LaVisca truthers. They, the, sure. No, they've been listening to the drum beat. You missed the chance for a good joke there, catch. Oh, Have sorry. we asked? Are you wearing a gator right now, Dave? 
Of course. What is it, any reason why? He stays strapped, um, dude. There's there's a coronavirus stuff. Like I don't know if you know <laughs> Kirk Cousins light over there. But uh I like to like if something happened like just real quick. I mean, before yeah. the show, Dave asked me where was my gator, and I just kind of looked around and said, "If I die, I die in here." I die, if I die, I die. That was my motto going into the Planet Fitness every day. Uh, so, did you walk us through that selfie you took the other day? <laughs> you look like me good. looking like me looking around. It looked like then... an abandoned Planet Fitness. Well, that that's because not a lot of people are there. They've got a max capacity of one hundred and fifty. I mean, I go at the P at like 1230 or one. Um, but when you saw that, when you saw that, that selfie, Pete, what did you think? Like, honestly, like, what did you think? I was like, like this is just sad. Like, honestly, still <laughs> posting gym selfies. Uh, I have a, I have a question. Have any of you guys gotten the coronavirus test yet? No. I, I I went and got one on Monday because I had just gotten back from going to the lake with some of my buddies from college. We all got we all got. Were you a lake socially house. distanced? Were you socially distanced from them? No, it was just six of us, and we were there in uh in the lake house, and we all got the COVID test when we got back, and we're all we're all good to go. But I did which I did which one that. was it? What was the test like? So I did I did both. I did the quick saliva test because I think they're trying to compare the saliva test to the results of the nasal swab so i got i got you both did, done you did both <laughs> the two covid test play <laughs> the double covid test play all right uh davis who is a, a what is a goal for a player that you like uh for mccole hardman to outplay sammy watkins and score 10 touchdowns in 2020 very nice. I think I think that's also a, a very attainable and realistic goal as well. By the way, from your lips to God's ears, Davis. I have. I like so, him better in best ball, though. So few <laughs> shares of Miko. Uh, Tuttle. So, um, my goal is for uh, Quintez Cephas. Quintez to, uh, Cephas yeah. score a touchdown. There you go. One touchdown. One touchdown. Setting the bar low. <laughs> Under promise, yeah. over deliver. There you go. Uh, goal for me is, um, I'm just going to ride it just because it's nice to have your brand associated with, uh, with a GAM guy who's just the alpha scores touchdowns. And this year, the, going the, to catch the girly passes, ass man, uh, Derek Henry as a top three running back this year. You can't, like you can't s- make your brand guy a first round guy. That, that's just against the rules. Yeah. of fantasy No, football. I can, I can, when there are people on the show, that doubt him each and every week in DFS, and then How in the offseason, doubt I have him more, as well. I have more dollars invested in Derrick Henry's success this year than you do? No. No, Guaranteed. absolutely not. Guaranteed. Absolutely not. 100%. There's no way. Davis, you're putting a dollar value on my brand, and you cannot do that. <laughs> I'm just telling you that I'm just telling you that I have more money invested in Derrick Henry than you do. All right, well, good. We'll be we'll be cheering touchdowns together while Pete's in the corner crying. Just uh, some sleepers like uh, Lavisca Chenault, Quintus Cephas, and Derrick Henry for you guys today on the podcast. <laughs> I didn't say they had to be sleepers. Uh, I will say the other. <laughs> I will say the other goal I have is uh, Tony Pollard to 
to be a, a top 10 running back this year. Cause that, that would be just, Oh, so really your, your goal is for Ezekiel Elliott to get hurt. No, I didn't say that. That's why your I goal. said goal is for Zeke said he was open to splitting carries. So you never know what could happen. Uh. All right. Any other goals that you guys have for, uh, for favorite players or, or negative goals for Davis? I mean, just really as a self goal, I would just like this to be the first football season ever where I don't gain 20 pounds. That's a good personal goal for well, me. Davis. We're not there yet. Chill, jeez. Are we DFS show goals. goals now too? The DFS uh, or uh, yeah, or show show goals. That's what it is. Yeah, my my show goal was to never do this segment again. Okay, good. <laughs> We're gonna revisit this segment at the end, so it might it might be something that we want. I I will go ahead and say goal for the show is to have just an amazing merch line and oh. ship those out on time. Well, but it's a good it's a good goal to have, buddy. It's, it's always good to so, have goals. Stream big. If, I think we need to send Dave a, a. Did you end up reading Atomic Habits where he talks about how you really actually need systems in place to actually help you achieve goals and kind of no, goals without those systems system. are meaningless? We got. Have you ever met Griffin? We got systems in place. Uh, I'm thinking a dad hat for me. I'm thinking um, for Davis, like a fanny pack or platform shoes. Um, and then for total bandanas. Okay. Like a mask. A a swole cast kimono would be just unbelievable. Uh, A kimono for sure. That would be a big seller. And then for Pete, like a, uh, feel like Pete would rock a swole cast, uh, like Hawaiian shirt. Like that would be up his alley. I would, I would do that. Okay. We'll make it happen. (laughs) We'll make it happen. Any other goals for the show, Pete? You're you're like a, a aspirational type of fellow. Like what's a what's a strong goal for you for the show? For this show, you know, my goal is to I want to do some of our our challenge episodes, Dave. We've talked about these. I one of the episodes I want to do is one where Davis can only say two hundred words throughout the course of the entire show and we have a counter up on the uh on do, the do i get paid double for that episode no. <laughs> well, uh, double what's double times zero, zero yes. <laughs> <laughs> we're actually gonna play pay you a frack so you normally say probably like twenty thousand words on a show um so we'll pay you a, a 100th of what you normally are paid interesting all right. Um, I would say getting the swag dome back wouldn't be another goal for the show. All right. DFS goals. But this time we have DFS or fantasy goals for other people. Pete, you go first. Okay. For Okay. So not this is for someone else, a goal. Yeah, I want yeah. – I think Davis needs to stop 150 maxing during the NFL season. <laughs> how is that how goal- is that a goal that's the reverse of a goal <laughs> i think i think he he's looking out for your best interest uh so yeah davis i think i'm you know i'm projecting a little bit i, I think you could your focus is pulled in a lot of directions and i think it could maybe be you know honed in on just single entry three max i'll allow you to do 20 max if you'd like you can't you can't get back to even if you stop dude <laughs> <laughs> I, All right, I, I will say kitchen. Okay. Go go for it. Um, the kitchen wins a fourth quarter showdown GPP. That's a good goal. Over a hundred people. 
an, almost, an attainable. I almost yeah. won the second half showdown on uh, on Tuesday night. It was so close. Got to be fourth quarter showdown. though. Yeah. Well, I played fourth quarter too. Uh, that's gonna happen. I've already done it twice, so it'd be like three p. Um, we'll say a goal for me is for <clears throat> one of even better of both, but either Pete or Tuttle to win the Millie Maker, just so we can have an extra notch on the belt in addition to Davis and me. <laughs> just to I have can- a full sweep of Millie Maker winners. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think a full panel of Millie Maker winners would be, I think that'd be great marketing for the show. Yeah. Yeah. Can, can we split like it I'm with tired. 400 other people too? Yeah. No. No, no. no it's, it's just like being able to win. Like, you know how, you know, there's a DFS edge and they had two guys on there, Smith and Pete. And then there's always like Levitan, right? Like, I don't think, Rami's never won a Millie Maker. He's just won a live final. Well, he, he's won either, right? Smith's got second. Smith no, won the million. Smith definitely won. won. Oh yeah, think, yeah, Stefan Diggs. Stephon I think Pete won the Diggs. first. Didn't Pete win the first Millie? Pete won the first ever million dollar prize in fantasy sports, right. but it was okay, a DK so MLB live final. Davis, Davis, listen like a technical here, right? Like no, literally, <laughs> the whole bit is being technical. Kitchen, you're not understanding. It's not about the <laughs> amount of money. It's the contest that you won. You just owned yourself. Listen, if they if they win a million dollars or if they win the Millie Maker, it's the same thing. That's what I'm saying is that it's the same thing. Let's not let's not get technical here. But I, yeah, that'd be nice. I have a or goal. Davis, go go ahead, Pete. Oh, I just thought of a goal. I I my goal for Tuttle is that we have another drunken kimono Vance McDonald E I E I O show uh, where he's throwing back Trulies. I really I really love that. Yeah. That was an all-timer. Um, yeah. I would say, uh, Davis, I would say you winning a football GPP would be a good goal to have. Because that's, that, that, that's like the only GPP you haven't won, right? I'd like to win the $12 single-entry GPP on DraftKings. I got second in it two years in a row, so I would hey, like to get first in it. That is a great goal, man. That's a great goal. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to project that on you and say you're going to win it. You're going to win a big GBP this year. I can feel it. All right. Uh, any other goals for the uh, the cast members? I'd like for Kitchen to enter every slate he plays in at least an hour in advance. I think that's a really good Ooh, organizational goal for one. you, Kitchen. That's every slate one. you play, you have to think about it for at least an hour. I have to on FanDuel because they fill like a day in advance. <laughs> I was just talking about that with someone yesterday of like tr- wanting to impulse play on FanDuel like 30 minutes before a slate. It's like, oh, I can play in the two cent uh, satellites and that's it because that's all well, that's see, available. That's, you actually have like the benefit there, whereas Tuttle and I do not because it's so you tilting. Can't even you, play see, in those. you see the slate, yeah, and you can't even play anything under three bucks. So... um you know, as a DFS is a skill sport. So as far as life goals, what are some life goals you have for everyone? Just please Pete? don't let me get really fat. Pete, you want to start? Oh, is that Davis? Is that your goal for yourself? Yeah. My goal for myself is to just make this the okay. first football season ever where I don't get fat. My goal for Davis is to n- never mention Rick Rhodes' name on this show ever again. It's a good goal for all of us. 
No. My goal is to have Rick Road on this show this season. No, I literally won't come on. <laughs> then you won't get paid. That's fine. <laughs> Rick Road needs 150 bucks a lot more than I do. <laughs> um, Federico Valdez in the chat says, how is Pete Overzet giving NFL advice when he isn't even ranked on the RG NFL rankings? <laughs> oh, it's, it's a good goal. It's a good that's goal. A good goal to Pete. Get so, I don't know if you guys saw, but uh, Roto-Grinders actually recently did an update to the algorithm for the yeah. rankings. I had been behind the scenes talking with Cal about some issues yeah. about why my name wasn't appearing. So they have um, redone it, and I think you'll be seeing me up there shortly. Kitchen, <laughs> our, our Millie Maker win, though, is not in the rankings. I know, man. It's, uh, there's some things that Why, though? Got. The showdown well, out well, there. <laughs> we can talk about that after the show, but... Um, I don't. I don't want to downgrade our 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 Millie Maker win that that we shared together. But it's not. It's not in our <laughs> rankings though, because I went to go see how many points it was the other day, and it's just not there. That's there's, that's that's why though. You can't give you can't give someone the same amount of points. Just like well, look, I the deserve the same amount of points as a Millie Maker winner. And I think that's <laughs> obvious. You want the badge? I, just I just get divide it. divide whatever however many points um you know you get for winning a Millie. Divide it by three hundred and eighty or however many the, people. The reason we can't do this is it opens a Pandora's box. Next thing, Pete Jennings is going to want a Millie Maker winner thing next to his <laughs> name, and that's just not true. Yeah. <laughs> look, I want the Millie the maker. badge. All right. All right. Um, I will say a goal for me is for this show to not get canceled. <laughs> that's, that's, like a goal that's a good goal, Kitchen. It's, it's a good goal, good bud. Goal. It's a good goal. Uh, yeah. And also for Pete to go viral and for me to ride his coattails and go to an NFL game with him at some point. That that is a great goal. Just the idea of thinking of us getting to hang out again together in person and yeah. go do something. That's that's a goal. That's actually a great goal for that's all a of real us. Good goal. There you go. All right, uh, Dan. Any goals that you have for any of us? I have a personal goal for myself. Let's hear. Okay, it. share. Kind of serious, but share it. I want to get down to one seventy five. Okay. I'm at, I'm, at right I'm at about one ninety to one ninety five right now. I'd like to get down yeah. to 175. All right, Kitchen. Let's or uh, Tuttle. Let's uh, let's do it. Let's keep each other accountable. Right. No, I mean I went in on this as well. Obviously, you guys kind of see my my workout videos and stuff, uh, work ethic. But <laughs> I went in on it as well. I want I want Derek Henry and I to both be about the same. Like whenever I meet him, us be about the same weight muscle ratio that we have. Okay, I need to, I need to, I, I want to have another goal. I want Pete and I to make another NFL friend, and I want it to be LaVisca Chanel. <laughs> I, I just said, I just said. Well, Kitchen, that we that's not going to happen. Derrick Henry, and then ride, Henry's never going to hang out with you. And then ride his coattails. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it might not be Derrick Henry, but I'm going to hang out with some you know, NFL player this year. You know we'd have a better shot on? Jeff Fisher? <laughs> Darrington Evans. No. Oh. <laughs> how about how about uh, I'm gonna oh go man, with Goskowski. What's his name? Flu- David Fluellen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Goskowski. He just moved in the area, and uh, Titans signed him as their kicker today. So. Evans giving right, us. Let's wrap these. it up. 
let's wrap it up. All right. So we, uh, we want to just say thank you for everyone that stuck around throughout the off season. Go to, you want to go make sure you're signed up for the Swolecast, uh, our YouTube channel, because we got some cool stuff coming out and also the, uh, the iTunes channel. So you have to subscribe because we got some cool stuff coming up. Don't know what it is but it's coming up. So on behalf of Davis, Peter and Dan, I'm David. Thanks to Devin. We'll see y'all next time. We're talking about like DFS, Swolecast stuff. Later. Later.